This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what NetCredit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Tonight, Mill will beat Huddersfield 1-0 away from home. I don't know what they call their stadium nowadays. I call it the Galfram still. But more importantly, Mickey, welcome to the show as always, mate. We've got three points. Fucking get in there, get you slag. <laughs> Told you they were going to win, didn't I? Told you all the group chat earlier on they were going to win. And then I started slagging off Huddersfield looking like they looked fucked. But no, it was a, it was a well-thought-out draw, mate. A well-thought-out win. Um, <laughs> they didn't know. The thing that pissed me off was the guys are calling Romeo the wrong name. Oh, what? The Huddersfield commentator? Really? Yeah, I, I think I had the same feed as you, mate. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Kai, firstly, welcome to the show to Millfan TV. Kai, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Better for the win tonight, right? Absolutely, yeah. I didn't think we were going to win, to be honest, judging by the lineup. I was kind of a bit confused. I was trying to work out what the lineup was at first. I saw four centre midfielders in there. Obviously, Leonard slotting in at right centre back, right, right centre back in the three. 
Um, it was quite nice to see, actually, because I thought Piercy had a bit of a, a mare on, on Saturday. He was slow on the ball, but, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's played three games on the trot, so would we expect? So, yeah, we're definitely missing Murray Waters, but Leonard played really well tonight. We'll talk about the team lineup then. So what did you call it as? I know you put tweets out normally. I didn't quite see your tweet before the game, but what did you think it was when you first saw the team lineup, Kai? So first of all, I thought that uh, it was a five, but I thought Williams was slotting in at the back instead of Leonard. I thought I didn't think Leonard was, but mm-hmm. so I with a five, two, one, two or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I was quite confused because I didn't see any left winger on there. So <laughs> trying yeah. to work out who was playing there. In the obviously in the end, it was Ben Thompson sort of going a bit of everywhere, wasn't it? Um, Jeb Wallace and Bob Varsnell was playing up top together. Um, it- so yeah, I kind of guessed it as that, but obviously I got it wrong with Williams going. Williams was actually further forward mm-hmm. and Leonard was at the back. But yeah, that was an interesting one because obviously Williams used to play centre back, didn't he? At his time at MK Dons, I believe. Correct. Um, so yeah. I, thought, I thought Williams might slot into the back, but um, yeah, I was overall I was a bit. It baffled by that team selection. It took me ages to work out what formation it was. I still didn't get it right. So, you know. Yeah, I think go. I was the same as you, to be fair. And I actually went with the same kind of prediction, thinking Williams might slot in at centre-half and then you might have maybe Thompson on the left-hand side. But what it actually turned out to be, I mean, if we talk about numbers and uh, formations, it was, a, would say, a 5-2-1-2. Two, two. But then at yeah. most of the time, without the ball, it was a 5-3-2 because Thompson would kind of tuck in. So I think Thompson, it was mainly a 5-3-2. Thompson on the right side of cent- central midfield. You then have Woods sitting deeper. And then on the left-hand side, we had uh, Sean Williams. And then obviously in the back three, like we mentioned there. So I'll run you through the team. We had Bill Kowski in goal. Ryan Lennon's right centre-half. Hutchison Cooper. Matt Namara keeps his place right back. Malone left back. The goal scorer, the match winner. Um, Woods, Williams, Thompson and Wallace and John Daddy Bodfarton up top. I mean, Mickey, we mentioned it in our little group chat as well. We were a bit confused what the lineup would be before the game as well. We weren't really kind of sure what to expect, were we? No, we weren't. But um, I think it... it... It done. It looked as if it had confused the fuck out of Huddersfield. Um, the Huddersfield manager just, mate, he was screwing at his boys all day long. He was proper ripping into them the whole way through the game. And I don't think he liked getting rained on either. But they seemed, I don't know, they just didn't seem with it tonight. Um, there was a few players brought in who, who haven't really joined. That must have upset the apple cart to a degree. Um, I'm so glad to see old, um, what's his name, who'd done his knee in the in the car, in the Derby car accident or wherever it was. Um, a while ago. So glad that he's gone there and we didn't fucking end up getting him. Um, but again, you know, that cunt nearly got his pension. And how old is he? 35? 34. Um, I keep asking you about Millwall and you keep talking about Huddersfield. Tell me how you felt about Millwall today, mate. Come on, give me what your verdict was. Well, I think it was, think it was a well-battled, um, it was a good team performance. I think the players looked hungry. I think it was great having Ben Thompson starting because he just brought the passion. Uh, Danny, again, those two just seemed to have a second sense. Um, Danny was running up and, and every time he wanted to pass that ball across, he knew exactly where Ben was and, and it was job done. Um, was it Ben's fault for the penalty? I think it was a lame, you know, I think it was a lame penalty, if I'm honest. Um, but at least at least they fucked it up. So, yeah, no, I think it was a... I don't think really I ever thought they were going to score, did you? No, you keep taking it onto different lines down the story. And I love that you've got the talking points for me already lined up, mate. But I want to mention just like, you know, we a lot of I months seen notes the game. No, there was no, no notes. I ain't got many notes to be today, to be fair. But I want to take it through the story of the game, you know. Let's talk about the first few minutes. I mean, Kai, we start the game really well. I think, you know... At first, we had, I think, two or three corners in quick succession we, from the get-go. Obviously, not sure what the formation was going to be at the time. Got out there, straight at them. And obviously, it kind of paid dividends in the end. I think um, it was Danny McNamara, 
Danny McNamara on the left-hand side of the pitch, not normally on that side of the pitch, but he puts a great ball into the back post. And there's Scott Malone, who um, tucks it away superbly. I mean, what a goal, but also, you know, what a start to the game for us. Yeah, and um, it's actually weird because obviously Danny McNamara and Malone were on the opposite sides to what they normally are. They should have both been hit. McNamara should have been in the box and Malone should have been the one crossing it. But ironically, I think that's why the keeper covered his near post so much. I think he thought that Malone was going to go near post and didn't realise he opened his he opened his body out to shoot left foot and it was a brilliant finish. Um, actually, at first I thought he'd hit it wide. Um, I think it did curl a lot. Um, but yeah, it was a really good fast start. It's one that we haven't we haven't we haven't started fast enough recently. So it's really nice to see us start far, uh, start fast for a change. Yeah, definitely. I think you know it was out the blocks, and I think that must have been what the memo would have been from the dressing room. I think before the game, I think Rowett, you know, after Saturday's game, we didn't really talk too much because we didn't get the chance to talk about his post match interview. But I think he was quite critical of the players. I think Mickey, and you know, I think we expect some changes today but he's gone back to the five at the back and he's kept with it so to speak obviously we played it again on Forest on Saturday but despite the pressure to you know change to and kind of fold away from what he maybe believes obviously is what the option for me all, but he's stuck by you know he's five at the back and I think with the changes he made it, it I think let's be, let's be fair Huddersfield were poor but we were good enough today to you know go out there and win ugly and that's, that's something we've not really done a lot of this season no, and I think he'd done his job as a manager. I think what, what you've got with him today is that actually he'd done what he gets paid to do, which is manage people. And he wanted to make sure that they weren't going to fuck up because he's probably pissed off with being slagged off by various um, various shows, various uh, news outlets, various sports stuff, you know. Um, and to be fair, that's got to get to a man, and it? He's probably done his nut right in and he's got to a stage where he's, he's probably ripped into the players the last few days and said, listen, you lot are making me look fucking muggy out there, mate. You need to do what I'm telling you to do. What's the point of practicing stuff or or, or not, whatever they're doing? But if you don't stick to the game plan on the pitch, it ain't going to work. So that's why I think he was on the side screaming at people, telling them where to be, make sure, bring yourself over further, bring yourself in and all of this. And I think it worked. Him on their cases and giving them the right act, I think it's worked because the players were done. And the fact that Ben was starting... Um, and you put that bit of passion, what it means to be a Millwall fan, to, to you know go out there and just fuck it. I mean, look at the players today. They were they were filthy within the first five, ten minutes. They, I know it's a mud pit, but they were covered. Um, and that goal thing. Good indication, actually, because I think I was actually going to mention that. Like, you know, Thompson, McNamara, they had the most dirtiest kits out there today. And I mean... We talked in the week. We spoke about on Twitter, you know, about the type of middle player, and there's more to that that we'll talk about on Friday night's uh, live show. But I think you know we need you need players like that out there, Kai. Don't you think? Like just to identify with as fans to watch. You know, we're watching it from home. We're, we're sitting in our living rooms or at our desks, you know, and we're seeing this, and we're obviously disappointed with what we see, especially on Saturday. But you want players out there that are going to, you know, run like they would do if you were a middle fan playing yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. I was really uh, really pleased to see Ben Thompson play because one, one thing we know when Ben Thompson plays is he always gives 110%, doesn't he? Um, so, yeah, he's a, he, I like Ben Thompson a lot and, I, and you know, he gives away the penalty, but he doesn't let it affect him. He carries on playing the way he does. And, and you know, he, I thought he was brilliant tonight. I thought McNamara was brilliant. And, and you see them classic Millwall players, uh, are the, the, well, the Millwall ones, that, the ones that have come through the Millwall Academy have the most passion and, and the most desire for actually Jed, Jed played well tonight as well. He worked hard. And he, I think Jed's better in that free role because he, he doesn't have as much for, uh, responsibility on his shoulders. And yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought they all did. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think I, I've done a post-match just before we jumped on now, but I think, you know, I was, I'm very clear to make it a caveat, you know, that Huddersfield were really poor today. They, they I think they had 65% of the ball throughout the whole game, really. And, you know, all they did was was pass it sideways and that they had Rich Keogh in a new sign in there, which Mickey mentioned earlier. And, you know, he gets a lot of plaudits, but he's doing exactly what he does at a derby where he's passed it sideways, not really penetrating. And I think it suited us a little bit, Kai, didn't it? It's kind of sit back. But at the same time, when we went, we went with, you know, intentions to try and cause trouble. Like I mentioned about start the game, four or five corners, I think, in the first half. You know, we went at them and tried to cause trouble whenever we had the ball. Yeah, definitely. Them two centre-backs must have had the most touches on the pitch. They were just passing it between the two of them. Actually, mm -hmm. in the first half, I mentioned it a couple of times, that Richard Keogh um, kept almost... He's almost, I don't know, he's been playing football recently for MK Dons, hasn't he? But he just didn't like he had that match sharpness. He kept almost passing it to Naby Sarr, but Naby Sarr didn't realise it was coming to him. And, it, and the left back had to, to get back 10 yards to pick the ball up. So there was obviously that that lack of chemistry between the two. And, and you could see that. And maybe that made them maybe a bit fearful. I feel like, Mickey, it's a timely reminder of what we're looking at at the Championship. You know, we're, we're obviously going through that bad little run of form and it's a much-needed win today, mate. But Huddersfield are 14th place in the league table. They've lost their last three, but it could easily have been different where they won their last three and then they might be in the top seven, eight places. And it's like, you look at Huddersfield's team today, albeit they had injuries, mate, but it, it just shows that the division, like especially once you've gone past the three or four top teams that have been in and out of the Premier League of recent years, it's a real dogfight who's going to be up there afterwards, I think. No, I totally agree. If you look at the BBC, on the BBC, they've got Huddersfield had 69% possession. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, you know, we, we battled through. I mean, they've got um, on the team lineup, neither one of you, they've got it as a 3 4 1 2, which is um, there. But I, I think I think the fact that we got such such small possession. I think that's going to be how we're going to play going forward. I think he's just going to hold off them, not be too energetic and just go for those counter-attacks because it works. I mean, today was a prime example. It was it was a proper, proper dogfight. Um, the pitch was shit. You saw their keeper make a few mistakes when the ball was coming in with passbacks and stuff where he, he misjudged the ball and it just stuck in the mud. And I think that's just it. It's just that dogfight mentality of going to a game with a shit-or-bust attitude um, and that's the way we're going to win the games um, and hold out, and that's it. I think um, I'm looking through like what I've wrote down for the first half. I think obviously they had the penalty, uh, obviously awarded them in about 15, 20 minutes into the game. Kai, harsh one, did you feel, or did you think it was a penalty at the time? I think it was Thompson that brought down the. I think it was Toffolo for them. I'm not quite sure which player it was, but harsh. I think I thought so anyway. Yeah, I thought it was harsh. Um, but any little contact, they're going to go down, aren't they? Um, mm -hmm. I thought um, the moment that he. The moment that he missed, I, I just I couldn't. I felt like we were going to win the game. It's one of them ones that you know he misses, and you feel you feel that luck's on our side today, uh, which which makes a change to be honest. Because you know normally the ball the ball's ricocheted everywhere, and it always finds finds the opposition, but it never finds us. And today for them to miss a penalty it was nice, almost like a sense of justice that over the last couple of weeks we haven't got us the, the luck that we probably deserved. Um, you know Fraser Campbell always scores against Millwall most of the time anyway, and, and to, for him to hit the hit the crossbar was was really nice. 
I think um, the only other chance in the first half that kind of made me feel a bit nervous, and probably the only for the rest of the game, I think it was Danny Ward, the striker. I think it was a neat play down the left-hand side. I think Matt Namoro was a little bit further up the pitch. Obviously, he was on the counter ourselves. And then Huddersfield turned it over and uh, quickly got down the left. And I think Ward brings the save out of Bart. And I think, if we're talking about clean kits, I think Bart had the cleanest kit out of the middle players today, Mickey. I think um, if you're talking about that. But aside from that one opportunity, I think we was kind of, and it's obviously the penalty miss, we were really untested today from Huddersfield. I think, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, it was um, it was Lewis O'Brien, by the way, what drilled a foul against Thomas, Ben Thomas. Thank um, you. Ben Thompson. Um, and I just think that, I think that Bart really put him off. Um, the way he was just, you know, preparing for it, standing probably 10 foot away from him, just so fucking, oh, well, just drinking out of his bottle. Do you know what I mean? Just a it's slow mind games. Yeah, yeah, and he just done Goal it perfectly. With their mind but games these days. I'm not being funny, but you looked at, Bart, when some of those players were there, Bart was a mountain over some of their players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, realistically, you know, I could see that he he, he just intimidated. You could see before the geezer took the shot, his head was down. He just didn't look confident. He did when he was going to pick the ball up to put it down. And then all of a sudden, when Bart was doing what he's doing, you just saw the confidence drain out of that fellow and you just knew he weren't going to do it. It's just it, You just knew he, he was going to fuck it. I think um, rest of the half, I think we had an opportunity towards the end where Leonard stands up a corner to the back post, Hutchinson gets on the end of it and heads it wide. Um, and then aside from that, I think, you know, what was just kind of impressed with was our game management for the rest of that half. I think Leonard bought a couple of good free kicks and I think, you know, we should talk about Ryan Leonard card today, I think. You know, he's playing right centre half, something we haven't really seen of him um, before. Obviously, we've seen him play right wing back, we've seen him play behind the striker, we've seen him play in midfield. He just seemed like a utility man that does a job and I think, I do think he just can't do it in front of a little crowd, though. I do think once we go back to a full stadium, I'd be interested to see how he performs because he's come on leaps and bounds on the Gary Rowe, hasn't he? And I think, you know, today especially, he was one of the standout players in that unnatural position for him. Yeah, definitely. He's, you know, his versatility is incredible. Um, I think that's probably one of the reasons why he mostly got a new contract. Um, you know, he can play anywhere. And we go, we go back to the, the point of him playing at, at right centre-back today. I think it was crucial that... Perhaps Pierce was was given a rest. Um, you know, he looked he looked tired on on Saturday, and he gave the ball away countless times. And so to to see Leonard come in, and, and also Leonard has that pace as well. Leonard, you don't re- we don't realize actually how quick Leonard actually is. You know, on, on, in one on one sprints, Leonard's very quick, and so that always helps as well next to Coops and Hutchinson. And one thing I did see more today, which I haven't seen as much in the last couple of weeks, uh, maybe because of the confidence level, but Cooper and Hutchinson getting forward more. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I don't know whether you've noticed, but they haven't they haven't been doing that, um, and maybe that's because of their confidence and they, they've been a bit more fearful. Um, but today they were they were they were doing it much more. I actually like the setup of what he went for today. I think with the three centre halves, I mean he tries to have the cent- middle one sit deeper, so to speak, and that's normally Alex Pierce in that scenario. But then Cooper obviously and Hutchinson either side. But I think it suited Hutchinson a bit more to be out of the kind of pressure of coming forward with the ball and bringing it out. And then you said you've got Leonard there, who's obviously not the greatest technical midfielder we've got. Obviously, Ryan Woods and Williams are probably a bit more naturally better on the ball. But Leonard is still a decent midfielder at that. And he obviously brings the ball out. And we mentioned that, you know, he's, he's obviously got a bit of turn of pace. And I think he might get shoehorned into his position for the rest of the season if we don't bring in a centre-half. I think they mentioned, obviously, Murray Wallace, and he's not available at the moment. I mean, Mickey, we, I think the rumour going around is he's got a foot injury. I mean, I think in that sense, we might need to recruit. But then if, if Leonard gets through on this position and then maybe we go with, you know, I think Williams might not be able to play every game. But, you know, you've got options there. You know, Ferguson coming on later in the game for him, for example. Maybe Leonard might stay in that centre-half position for the rest of the season, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Williams looked proper 
he, he proper looked dirty today, didn't he? Just he was in at everything, you know, sneaking little kicks in, having little digs, having little grabs when he, you know, running past, he couldn't get him through him on the floor. Um, he looked a great player, and and where Ben was playing behind the two strikers, that, that suits Ben because he's got the freedom. He can run wherever he wants to run. Um, and that's when Ben comes alive. The problem is with Ben is it's consistency, but that will come if he's playing games. If you play him in games, just look, you know, when he was at Portsmouth, when he was playing game every week, he was he was scoring goals, he was on fire. And the problem is, is that no one really plays Ben week in, week out. There's always someone else they want to play instead of him. You know what? Fuck it. Just put Ben in and just shit or bust. You 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 wanted him back, you got him back, you've given him an extra contract. So fucking play the fella. He's Millwall through and through. He's a Millwall family. Just play the geezer. He's got that passion and he's ready to go. And today, he was like a little Jack Russell, mate. He was everywhere. Everywhere. No, I agree with you. I think um, he, he worked hard. I don't think he had a good game, but I don't think any player in the middle side, apart from Leonard and Malone, had a good game today. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. Maybe McNamara did as well, but everyone just done their job. There was it was if it, if you had to do player ratings today. And I said this in my post-match, it would be six out of tens across the whole team. But for me, a six out of tens, a, a solid performance. And then you just got Leonard, McNamara, and then also um, Malone as a standout. So they would each have sevens, maybe. And I think we needed that today, Kai, didn't we? And I think he, uh, Mickey's mentioned Tom uh, Thompson there. But obviously, you know, I think I've got in my notes here somewhere about McNamara. And it's just the game management that a lot of the players were kind of clever about buying free kicks, being smart and just running the clock down, but also, you know, when we're in the possession of the ball, just slowing it down and taking our time with it. Yeah, definitely. And and the the the, the one that, that showed that the most was when Malone goes running down the wing with about a minute left, wasn't it? And then he goes down and he's, he pretends he's dead almost and he looks like he's dead. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. With no application fee if you apply by August 31st, there's never been a better time to focus on your future. UMGC offers 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, affordable tuition, and more than 125 degrees and certificate programs in numerous career-relevant fields. Put yourself on the path to succeed again. Apply by August 31st and pay no application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by Chev. But you know he's just he's just running down the clock, and the then the four minutes come up, and we get the ball in the corner. And after that, they have one corner where probably should have done better from that corner. But you know that we, we've we limited them to very few chances. Normally in the in the four minutes of added on time, it's you know it's everyone's up, and especially for Huddersfield, I've seen many times in the last couple of weeks where they're losing. Nabi Sars up from the back, and Nabi Sars sneak one. So I was worried about that, but we we dealt with it really really well. And it's one of them ones since Rowett's come in, I think our game management's been so much better. I think uh, Nabi Sarr, speaking of, had a half chance uh, midway through the second half at like, the back post. You mentioned there, like a similar sort of thing where he popped up at the back post for the corner. But aside from that, I think, you know, Huddersfield made a couple of changes and started to come into it. But a main thing for me that I noticed, and I was actually quite pleased to see, was 75 minutes, we all make four substitutions, Kai. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, big thing here, I think, like, because I think with Brow in particular, you know, if we're chasing the game, he, we, we always give him credit, you know, 
Charlton at home, Matt Smith comes on five minutes to go, it's 1-1, but he still comes on and goes for it. And then often I feel like when we're in winning position and the game's still kind of in our favour, the manager won't make a substitution and kind of leave it too long. But I feel like he made four subs, big gamble. He took off McNamara, Wallace, Williams, Bodvardson, and then he brought on like for like Romeo, Bradshaw, Ferguson, Sahor, fresh legs. And I think I was really pleased to see that. And they, I think it made a difference getting us over the line, Kai. I don't know what you felt. Yeah, I did. I think I think sometimes you know you, you can make too many substitutions and you can lose the flow of the of the performance and you can lose the uh, the chemistry of the side. But I think he, I think he did it well today. I thought um, Ken came on, uh, didn't do much, you know. But then again, we we didn't do much when when he was on the pitch. I'm really excited to see what Ken's going to do as well. Really happy with his new um, with his extension. Um, I thought Fergie did well. Fergie's one of them players, isn't he, that you can always rely on him um, to do a job when he comes on. I was actually quite surprised to see Jed go off. I thought, um, I don't think Jed will play in the cup on Saturday. Um, you know, it's a time to give the other players. And I was quite surprised to see Marlon come on as well. Um, I thought Marlon, I think Marlon will get his chance on Saturday, but I was quite surprised to see McNamara not see it out. But it just gave us that little bit of extra energy and, and legs. You know, you saw Marlon get on the ball and just sprint down the line with Ken. And that just gave us that little bit more. It gave us that little, uh, that out ball and uh, something to relieve the pressure for a bit. I'm pleased you mentioned about Romeo because um, I felt like, you know, we've not seen him for a few games now, but, and I felt it could easily be, I know it's only 15 minutes and it's towards the end of the game, but Mickey, fair play to Romeo where Kai's mentioned it there and I spotted it as well. He came on and busted the gut for the team and, you know, he could have easily been a sulking player, not really pull it in and came on as, a, you know, as a nothing sub and maybe cost us a, a three points there, but credit to Romeo, he came on and made a difference, I felt like, and, you know, helped see the team through it, so to speak. I think you're right. I think he came on and he knew that, you know, um, he needed to prove a point. And he just, he was in everything. He, he, his name was being called all over the place. He was in everything. He was running around. He probably touched the more, ball more than some of the players who've been on there the whole 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? He, he was everywhere. Um, and he wanted to make sure that they weren't going to score. And, and that's, I think that boils down to the way, you know, that Gary is as a manager. He, you know, if he can keep doing what he's done, to get to this, just to really rip the players apart. And let's be funny. Let's not be funny. Most of the players are on social media. I have access through their misses on social media. And they've seen the stuff what's been said. And they've listened to our shows moaning about them and all that. And I mean, look, fair play to Woods. Woods looked good player today. He was, you know, he was, he was composed on the ball. He was, he wasn't just quickly getting the ball and throwing it away. He was actually looking where he needed to pass the ball and he kept holding it up nicely and then sticking it out to the left or the right and actually taking play forward. And and even when, I can't think what it was, second half, probably, what, about 70 minutes just before they'd done the subs, I think, where they, 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 they were in Huddersfield's goal area, in the penalty area, and then or just outside it, and then they brought the ball all the way back near enough to our penalty area, but just didn't give the ball away with sloppy passes. They kept it and just kept passing it around, triangle ball, triangle ball, and then went, right, we're ready now. Let's go forward as well. And they went back forward. And that's what you want to see. You you just don't want to see these sloppy passes. So, you know what? I've been an absolute critic of Ryan, Ryan Woods and absolutely um, slated him the last couple of shows. But today, I think he was all right. I'm not saying he was the best thing out there, but he actually played with a bit of a, a bit of something about him today. I don't know how much of it is. Uh, this is what I mean. I think I'm, I'm I'm always cautious, especially when we had the run we've had. But Huddersfield just didn't press us at all today. They sat no. deep. They no. and, and it's and I think I I, I give you credit, Mickey, because I actually mentioned it again in my post match. Which if you haven't checked, check our YouTube channel. By the way, obviously Friday Night Live coming Friday, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show. But we do a lot of more content on there now. We're starting to ramp things on there. So that little podcast on YouTube, little plug there. But I give you credit because you said it in the warm up to me, and I got a text from you going, 
they look tired. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, but I thought it's only a warm up. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, kind of work hard for it. But then the game starts, and I think when you think of a when you think of Leeds United, right? And I, well, the only reason I'm saying this is because it's his assistant manager, his old assistant manager. You know, must you know he's going to probably play a similar style of play. And I think to be fair to them, when they came to the Den, they turned us over three 0 They were full of energy and looks all for it, and probably deserved to win three 0 at the time. But yeah, they didn't press. They didn't leave their half really the whole game today. And for us, that's like a field day because you've got the likes of Ryan Woods in there that can pass the ball about and he's got all the time in the world. And I, I think it did flatter our, ourselves a little bit, but at the same time, we took advantage of it. And obviously, it's like like you said there and what we said earlier, I saw the game out well. And I mean, yeah, I mean, wh- wh- I don't know why Huddersfield were that like that, but I think that's, you know. I mean, my tweet, my, my text to you before the game was when they were training, the camera was panning in on, on Huddersfield and they were blowing. I mean, some of their players were really blowing. And you're thinking, this is just, you know, this is just something to stretch your muscles, get yourself going. You shouldn't be blowing on a warm-up, especially when it panned over and it started watching us. And we were running up and down, jumping, everything else. We looked fine. We looked fresh as a daisy, to be fair. And that's the first time and I said to you, you know, I said to you, we're going we're gonna to win this. I said, look at us, look at them. We're going to win this. We are we are there mentally. We were headed. We, we were in the right headspace. And they just looked fucked. Maybe it's because they've had injuries. Maybe the fact that, I don't know, they might have COVID going through the team or something. People, you know, not being training fully. I don't know. But they just didn't look with it. A bit like what we did the last couple of weeks. But now we seem to be on there, you know, and... And changing those players, like you said, bringing them on light for light, that just fucking worked a treat because Huddersfield couldn't match it. And I think, um, you know, I think we've spoken enough about the game at this point because there's not been really much else to talk about, to be honest. I think we've done well to get 25 minutes out of talking about a game where there was probably two chances the whole game for both teams, and let's be honest about it. But like I said, I think, you know, Kai mentioned it, last thing I wanted to say about the notes was the like Scott Malone running 90 minutes, 90th minute, running down the left side, you know, buying a free kick. And I think I think a lot has to be said about the players today, you know. But the problem I've got to mention is we've had a good performance today. Can we follow up on Saturday, albeit in the cup? Isn't that right, Kai? You know, like, we've played well again today, but you've got to go again, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I think one thing I said the other day was the inconsistency is killing us right now. Um, obviously, I died. the other day, uh, Nottingham Forest, I didn't understand how you could go from playing so well against Bournemouth um, to that poor performance on Saturday. So it's really important now. You know, I... I've, the cup game, obviously, it'd be nice if we can get a cup run this year. Um, obviously, we always love a cup run, but there's no fans there, so it doesn't feel as special this year um, in the cup. But I think the, the focus has to be the league. Uh, but we need to be consistent both. You know, we've got to get that winning mentality back. So that means winning at the Den on Saturday, which we've struggled to do. You know, but if we can get that win at the Den, then it hopefully will follow up with another win at the Den against Watford. So we need to get that that winning mentality back overall. But we need to get that winning mentality back at the Den. So, um, Kai, we're uh, nine points clear of 22nd, but only 13 behind Bournemouth in sixth now with a game in hand. I mean, I'm only joking here, but, you know, it, it's a good opportunity now, isn't it? If we can kick on, you never know what could happen, I suppose. Sign a couple of players, please, Millwall, and then we'll see where we go, right? Yeah, definitely. But to be fair, you're joking. I'm an optimist, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being realistic. <laughs> um, like so that, that's just the way I am. I'm really optimistic about stuff like that. Um but I think, you know, that there was that season that we came, but we got 18 unbeaten, wasn't it? And we made up about 20, 24 points or something ridiculous. So 13 with a with a league wide open like this, we've got, with a couple of, with games in hand, or I think they're actually, with the teams at the top, but we've actually got one or two games in hand on them. Um, so yeah, it's a really good opportunity now to kick on. Uh, obviously, as you said, a couple of signings would be lovely. I think, I think we do need um, 
I don't know. It depends if Ryan Leonard's going to play at, at centre back. If uh, if he is, we definitely need a midfielder or two, uh, someone to play alongside Woods. Because as you said, Williams won't be able to last every minute. But going back to Woods, um, I thought it was excellent tonight, as, as Mickey said. But uh, we when when Woods is playing well, I, I I can tell because you know he he gets on the ball and he and he just he almost like draws their player in, doesn't he? And then and then he passes it. And when he when he's playing good, he he play he gives me a heart attack because I'm just like get rid of it, get rid of it. But he, <laughs> he's he's so composed, isn't he, on the ball? And he, he does it so well. And I think tonight was a maybe maybe the Blackburn game. Um, you know, made it made him lose confidence when he lost the ball. But hopefully he's back to his best and he'll he'll start to kick on in the next few games. Agreed. And let's be fair though. Like, I mean, this is this is a real important stage of the season, I think, and it is going to shape it. But our next five league games, you've got Watford, Cardiff, Norwich, Sheffield Wednesday, and Reading. A real kind of mixed bag there. But it's, I think the real test is going to be that Watford game, Norwich at home. But both home games, and you're mentioning the home form, Kai. So you know, so Saturday, albeit it is a cup game. It is an opportunity to, like you said there, you know, kick on and hopefully make a real fortress of the den again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that the the Cardiff game in, what, two games time? I think Cardiff lost again tonight, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen things on Twitter saying that Neil's, Neil's under a bit of pressure there. Uh, I think they're only... Just a bit. Yeah, just a bit, yeah. A lot of pressure. Yeah, thin ice, isn't he? So, um, yeah, you know, so if he's still there when we're there, when we play them, you know, it could be one of them games where they're low on confidence and hopefully we can we can pick up uh, pick up a bit of form now and, and we'll all be, feel a bit better about things. I think he's lost the last five league games. I could be wrong, but he's, he's yeah, and that includes like that. against Wickham and stuff like that. So, I, I, to be honest with you, Neil, if you're listening to this, which I probably don't think you are, but you're not going to be in charge when, you, uh, when we play in a couple of weeks' time. I think he'll be gone, personally, but you never know. But um, I think he's under a real lot of pressure there. Go on, Mickey. I feel like you're trying to add to that. Oh, no, no. I got sent something in the week um, from a power mine from the 19, from 2019-20 season when, um, what was it, we played 28 games, we had 29 points and we were sitting 19th in the league. Not really far from where we are now. And then look what happened towards the end of last season. We only need to get on a few runs and, and you know, get on a few results and we can suddenly jump right up on that table. I, I, I think, you know, if the players are, are, you know, willing to grind out results like they did tonight, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a win. And I know that it can make us delusional, but it's a win and a win is a win. Um, no matter how we get it, that that just the result. But you know where we were last season on you know on those points, you know towards the bottom end of the of the league, um, and then we finished where we did. Everything's possible. I don't see uh, the season over by a long shot, um, but I do think we've got a couple of our games. But I, I slightly disagree with you, Kai. I think that the FA Cup is important, especially this season. Uh, purely Here we go again. Oh, we get 200 grand for winning on Saturday. So it's important. 90. 90 <laughs> grand. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then it is important. It's it is important. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> it's important to the club, especially now you have got your refund when loads of people haven't. So they need to have a win so that more people can get their refunds, mate. I know. I finally got my refund last week. So, um, yeah, I mean... That's, that was a nice little boost before my birthday on Saturday, so or Sunday, should I say. But yeah, I mean, I think we've spoke about the game. We've spoke about the league position. I think we're... I'll tell you exactly what position we're in, actually. We currently reside in... I did have it just up. We are in 16th place in the league table. So, yeah. If you said to me at the start of the season, 16th place, worst case scenario, I would have been happy with that. And this is, I feel like, a worst case scenario, isn't it? You know what I mean? This We're here for, you know, after a bad run of spell, Mickey, but, you know it's there for us if we want to kick on a bit more, sign a couple of players. I think this is it. The next 10 days in the window is going to make or break our season, I think. No, that's it. That's it. Um, 
it, it, are we going to sign? I don't know. I wouldn't hold your breath there. I think, you know, we might, we might not. We seem to be putting figures out of players what we've got no interest in getting or, or we've got no way of getting, putting in bids of really low for Barnsley, comes out, Jake Saunders puts it out and then someone else on a rival paper who's something to do with, the, you know, the club's media partner as such paper comes out and says, no, you're talking bollocks. Um, so, yeah, but you know what? We're 16th to... Uh, 24 games played and that thing I just read out a minute ago mate was you know 29 so we were a lot lower more games last year and we come good so uh, yeah just have faith that's it I think um, we've spoke about the game I think one thing I want to mention before we go is obviously we've got a couple of episodes that have come out this week that you guys should listen to I think our Sunday show with Neil was quite passionate and ranting about um, not Forest game but also you sat down with Steve Harley didn't you last week and it got released yesterday uh, so, yeah, well, this morning, but yesterday for listeners that are listening, come on, get with it. But um, yeah, that was a great show. Who are you, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was good. And he was very honest and he was a genuinely nice bloke. There's um, there's a video flying around on our Twitter feed of the story about him meeting Tony Cascarino, which is, you know, Tony Cascarino looks at Steve Harley as his musical um, hero, yet um, Steve Harley looks at Cascarino as as his one, so yeah, as his Mill legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Mill legend. So it's a cracking show. Um, yeah, I mean the thing. What really, if you're listening to this, we've got to we've got to give a preamp for for Friday night show, and we which I was going to get onto. So yeah, I mean Friday night live's coming Friday again. Um, we've got lots to talk about, lots to debate. I think you know the real talking points. You know, Kai, what is a Mill type player? I put you right on the spot there. <laughs> But to you, what's a, a Mill type player? It gets branded around a lot. But if you don't have an answer, you can save it for Friday if you want. But what, what's your thoughts on a, a Mill type player, so to speak? Ben Thompson. Um, okay. Gives his all for the shirt. You know, he's, muddy, he's, he's the muddiest player on the pitch today because he's flying into tackles, uh, giving it all 100%. Um, but I do think that Mill type player um, has, you know, moved on just a little bit than from where it was maybe two, three years ago. Um, I think Rowett's probably brought maybe a little bit more quality to the to the table than we than we used to have. Um, but Ben Thompson's a classic example of a Millwall, Millwall type player. And, and you know, if you give one hundred and ten percent for the shirt, the, the fans will always love you. I think that's it. And I think it's not just giving one hundred ten percent. There's players out there that have played for Millwall before. Believe it or not, they have been criticised for, you know, we always look after our own, but I, I joked about it. So if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Twitter at that Mill Pod. But we've got various threads on there that we'll be talking about on Friday. And obviously tune in for that at 8 p.m. But, you know, talking about a Mill type player, you know, there's more to it than just that. You know, you, I think Stephen Reid's a Mill type player, but Stephen Reid was a top draw quality player, Mickey, wasn't he? You know, Neil Harris was a Mill type player. He was the all-time leading goal scorer. But then Mark Phillips and Kevin Braniff were youth players that came through. And they got criticised a lot because even though they were Mill-type players, you know, sometimes it's not just giving it 100%. You've still got to have something about you that, you know, can, I guess, as maybe TT said to me in, in one of the comments, is being called a cunt 80 times, but still, you know, getting on with it and rising above it a little bit, don't you think? No, I agree. I think a Millwall player is someone who can take the, the good with the bad, um, can take the abuse when they have to and and just run for the but actually play for the badge you know the the, the people what are paying your money you, you do it because at least that way you, you stop the abuse even if someone there's always going to be people what are going to cut you off right it's just the way it is at Millwall um I remember speaking to a player before who's you know every time he come off no matter how he played even if he played on fire 
he just literally got cunted every time he come off free fellas value fucking shit blah 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 and and that's just i think that's just the way it is he played in the late 70s that's just the way it is it's always been we expect lots we expect more than you could give us but if you have an attempt at giving us 110 percent we'd be happy with that and, uh, and i think that's it don't don't come here if you want to be a wage thief do I have to give you a podcast fine for having your phone on loud for the tweets going off? Is that is that you, Mickey, responsible for it? Is that a podcast fine? Or is it you, Kai, with a podcast fine? Who's responsible <laughs> for that? I think it is Mickey. I've heard it a couple of times in this show. So if you've heard My Twitter... Phone's off, silence. My phone is on silence. I know it is you, Mickey. It's anyway, not, it's not silent. I know it's you. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, I hope the binging noises off Mickey's phone haven't annoyed you in this show. But... um. If or made you look at your phone. If it has done, make sure you leave a review because we like to see your reviews. So obviously be appreciate it across Apple and Spotify. We had a couple of nice ones recently. So if you've got anything nice to say on, on uh, reviews, even bad to be honest, but just leave us a, a five-star while you do it because um, it helps out in the algorithms a little bit more. So yeah, I think uh, we'll be back on Friday with Friday Night Live. Look forward to it. And if you have anything to add to the Mill type player, check us out on Twitter and obviously join the chat on Friday night at 8 p.m. I think we've run our course, lads. Mill one. We're slowly surviving a bit more. Kai, thank you as always for coming on. I really appreciate your time today, mate. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me. It's been made better with a win, hasn't it? That's it. And hopefully on Saturday we can go again in the FA Cup. Go on, Mickey. Thank you for tuning in. Here's rocking all over the world to take you out. Remember, Friday night, 8 o'clock, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Get involved in the debate. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now. Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.